Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there is someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey, from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to unlearning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. Hey girlfriends, it's your girl Kendall D back with the Hey Girlfriend podcast. As you all know, I am a mindset and intuitive coach. And if you want coaching, that is available on my Patreon, which is in the bio, the link in the description, I would say. So let's jump into the topic because this is a good one. I got on my Instagram and my stories. My Instagram page, by the way, is um, I've Been That Girl 2. That's T-O-O. I've Been That Girl T-O-O. And I put in the story because I was drawing a blank on what to talk about on my podcast. I was like, I need some new topics. What do you guys want to hear? Or what do you girlfriends want to hear? And so one stood out to me. Like a lot of them did, but I want to talk about this first because this is a big one. She asked about, well, she wants me to talk about the discomfort of changing attraction, wanting different, but not feeling drawn to nice. And... I was like, baby, (laughs) girlfriend, that has been me. I definitely get it. It took me a long time to be drawn to something different because what it is, it's not like we are saying we don't want a good guy, although you may be questioning that's what it is because even in those bad relationships, those toxic relationships, or the ones that, even if it just wasn't toxic, it was just not really good for you. Even in those, the whole time, you are probably begging for them to treat you right. Wanting them to do you right. you Because you know what you deserve. You know what you want. They can't give it to you. I'm pretty sure the whole time you were like, not just sitting there chilling like, Oh, okay, yeah, he's not giving me what I want, but I'm okay. I still want him. But you were begging for what you want out of him. And you were hoping that they can possibly change. And that's where it's coming in at. So what's drawing you to people like that, that suddenly flip the switch or are suddenly not so good, is that the initial attraction, more than likely, and also the initial tenacity of them like trying to get you. Usually those type of relationships start off pretty hot and heavy or pretty fast, or you're falling fast, the connection is fast, and so you're not really having time to see if they're a good person or not. You're not really taking the time to see if there are any red flags or not, because you're enjoying them so much, you're enjoying the attention so much, you're enjoying all the things you never really got. Because if you grew up not really getting a lot of attention, not really getting a lot of love, or getting conditional love from from caregivers or just period, 
not really, you know, ever having a guy like you or not really having a guy you wanted. And so you're drawn to the initial attraction of someone that is actually, you know, able to, that's coming in and just giving you all of these words of affirmation, telling you how you're the best thing he's ever had, telling you all you want to hear. Don't let them be attractive if he's attractive and all of that. You know, you're basically dating more so off of your preferences of that you want someone to look good and they're talking good to you. So all of that is kind of clouding your judgment. And so that's what you're attracted to. It's not like you're going out and you're saying that you want a guy to mistreat you. We all know that. At least in my case. Because I've been this girl. Seriously. Like, I don't talk about anything on here that I have not actually been through. Because I don't feel like I have the, you know, I'm, I don't feel like I'm able to do that. So I shouldn't do that. But I'm saying, I know with me, my thing was I was initially attracted to how attractive they were and how... You know, that would be so forward with wanting me. And I've never felt that before. Like he was saying everything I've never heard before. He was being all the things I've never experienced before. And then he looked good and was talking good. And so that made me not really look at my standards or anything else. I'm like, oh, okay, well, he has that. And he looks good. I don't care that maybe he has the many kids. Or I don't care that he is a little inconsistent right now. You know, as long as I get to see him sometimes... That's all that matters. Or maybe it'll change. You know, you're not really thinking with a clear head. And so that's what you're attracted to. You're attracted to what's filling your voids at that moment. And so if you have any type of voids of never feeling good enough, feeling abandoned, never feeling pretty enough, never feeling like you got male attention, never feel, if you know any kind of void, think about your void you may have. That's what you're going to be attracted to in someone. And that's what's going to trump everything else. That's why you may feel like you're not attracted to the quote-unquote nice guys. Because the nice guys, it's going to take time for debt to build. That's something that we don't really think about or have the time to do because we're just wanting something right then and there. We're not we're wanting to be told that we're the shit basically off the bat. We're wanting something fun, exciting. We're not wanting to take the time to slowly get to know someone. Even if they do look good, but if they're like being really nice and moving things really slow, they're not gassing you up, they're not telling you a dream, not telling you how, oh, we're going to be married one day. You know, they're not doing, they're not really stroking that ego. They're not really stroking those wounds. They're not really filling those voids because they're coming in healthy, pretty much. And what I mean by healthy, not saying that, oh, you're toxic, but y'all get what I'm saying. I'm saying you're coming in with, like, consider like you're coming in with a different pair of eyes, so to speak, because you have these different voids in you that's missing, and you can't seem to fill it yourself. You haven't quite figured out how to fill it yourself, or you may not even realize you have these voids. And so, with that being said, you're going in, and that's what's leading your attraction. And so... How do I get rid of that? You may ask. Like, how do I get attracted to something else? How do I get attracted to nice? You get attracted to nice by filling the void yourself, first of all. Like, you may not know right away what those voids are because, you know, until you start dating, you realize, okay, I see what I'm doing here. But think about your past relationships that started off, like, I guess how you liked, but then ended up being just a bunch of ups and downs, 
when I say ups and downs, I mean like really bad. Like maybe it ended up being a bad relationship and you're not getting a lot of what you want. And there was a lot of intermittent reinforcement, which means like, you know, they'll be good one minute and they're good, then they're not good the next, like back and forth. Or they're consistent with you for a minute and then they're just like not consistent all of a sudden. You know, they're not really giving you a secure connection. And because it's not in their best interest to do so. Anyone that comes in hot and heavy, their best interest to, to them is just basically to get you hooked on them. That's what they want because they may not feel like they can get you hooked on them any other way. So they're going to come in leading with that being hot and heavy and telling you all the good things you want to hear because they know deep down they don't really feel they can even get someone like you or keep someone like you. So they're doing what they've been taught to do to get the love and attention that they're looking for. And they may have been taught that by being conditioned that way. So you got to realize that they've been conditioned a certain way and they probably got trauma and things. And so do you. And so that's what's attracting you two together because you both have wounds. Now, the guy's wounds, a lot of people are like, well, guys have wounds. I, you know, no, they hurt. They get hurt. Yes, they do. And I'm saying that because a lot of women on my page seem to not understand that men have grown through shit too. Or they probably find it hard to believe because, you know, in our sense, we've just been through a lot of shit. And how they're acting all aloof and they're the one doing the damage. We think, oh, you know, nothing's wrong with you. But it's deeper than that. It's a lot going on with them. And that's why it's coming off on you like it is. And that's why you are attracted to that. Because we may not attract who we are, but our wounds will for sure attract each other. He probably has some abandoned wounds, and that's why he's acting the way he's acting. That's why he loves in an inter intermediate, intermediate reinforcement type of way, where he gives a little, takes a little to keep you hanging on, to keep you chasing him, to keep you wanting him, because he's afraid that you're going to leave him, or he's been controlled that way growing up, and that's how he received love. So he's like basically returning the favor to you, and that's how he believes that that's how it goes. Or that's how he feels like they can stop him from being hurt too much by keeping you hanging on and chasing him. Because he doesn't want to lose you. Because he may want you, but he may not know how to keep you. And then here's you with your voids and your upbringing and your wounds. And you have never really felt that way before. If you never had someone really want you, you never had someone act like they cared about you. You never had, you never had that stability. And even though they're giving you a little bitty piece of that every now and then, that's what's attracting you there because when you have those wounds when you have those voids that's like basically trumping everything that's gonna make you not see clearly because you just want that need met it's just like a homeless person or it's just like anyone yeah we're gonna say a, a person a person that's homeless we're gonna say that it's just like them they're not thinking about anything else but getting some food and shelter that's all they're thinking about. They're not thinking about other things. They're not thinking about like trivial things or whatnot. They're thinking about that first need because that's a dire need. I need this right now. I need food and I need shelter. That's that main thing they're thinking about because that's their main void, so to speak. You get what I'm saying? So it's like when you have that and you're operating in the world with that, sometimes we don't know we're operating in the world with that until we get hurt and we start doing reflecting and healing from it. So when you're out there like that, you know, that's what you're going to be attracted to. Wounds are going to attract other wounds. 
And so the way to move past that is to heal those wounds. And you heal those wounds by reflecting on them and how they get there, why they're there, and changing your mindset. It's like you have to reprogram your nervous system, reprogram your mindset. And so once you start doing that and you and you like get a new definition of what love and connection is and what you really want and what's important to you, then you'll slowly start to be attracted to something different because you won't have the dire need anymore to either prove yourself or to either make someone love you or to try to prove that you're worthy and a good person. You won't be codependent anymore, people pleasing anymore because all of those are wounds. And so when you have those wounds and those needs, you're going to go out looking for it because you want to get that fulfilled. Like another big thing with me was, I really thought that I had to prove myself to a man. I was just talking about this to my mom the other night. Well, she was over here last week. I was just talking to her about it. And she, and I was saying how, you know, I dated men like dad. Her, her and my dad are divorced. And I was telling her how, you know, I had this thing about wanting to prove myself to a man because I just didn't want to be the reason why he didn't love me. I wanted to be appreciated. So I thought I had to jump through hoops and do it all. And she was just like, yep, yep, shaking her head because she's been that girl too. My mom was that girl first. And she was just saying, yep, that's how she felt with my dad. And, and so when you have that mindset and you're out in the world of that, you're not going to look for the guy that doesn't really seem like he has any damage or need any help. And you don't have no, nothing to prove to him. You know, you're not going to go for that. You're going to look for the person that, you know, you feel like you have something to prove to. You're going to look for the one that's a little damaged. The one that looks like he's a little afraid of love. Or you're going to look for the one with the intermittent reinforcement. Like he's giving a little and taking a little because it's like, oh, I can make him give it all. Or I can make him fall. Or I can make him trust me. You know, you're looking for someone that you can make do something so that you can like change them. And that's going to make you thinking that's going to make you feel better about you. Because it's like, I got this man to change for me. I can change that. Oh, he's a little damaged. I can change that. And so that's why you're attracted to that. That's another big reason. And so for me to change all that, it was like I realized, okay, first, how do I want to be treated? That was a big thing for me. That's what you do first is really think about what you really want, what kind of person you want, what's really important, what are your non-negotiables, meaning what you're not going to go for anymore, and what you can do without, like your preferences. And so I really got big on thinking that like after two back-to-back bad relationships and then starting dating, you know, a little better because I at least wasn't going for the toxic guys really and getting my heart, you know, broken or disappointed by those guys and just going through it. I realized like I need to think about what's most important and quit trying to make some out of nothing and just realize they don't got what I want next. And so that's what got me towards getting raising my attraction or changing my attraction to a quote-unquote good guy it's because I wanted someone to treat me a certain way and so that mean meant he had to be a certain way and I couldn't keep going for the same type of men that I was going for and so like the discomfort that comes with that like she said in the in the mentioned in the um actual suggestion it's like, it's going to be discomforting. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to feel a little weird because it's not what you're used to going for. And a small part of you may be thinking like, this is not going to work or this is not right. Or you may even not be feeling the butterflies. You may not be feeling the excitement. But 
what that excitement was coming from before was more than likely because of the inconsistency, the intermittent reinforcement, or he was either selling your dream to sweet talk. The excitement was coming from the fantasy. And so that can be attractive when you've never had it and you really want it. So that's why you were attracted to that as well. And so when you get with someone that's healthy, wanting something for real, if someone, if a guy wants something that's real, he's not going to come in sweet talking you. So there's not going to be that much of an excitement. And so you're going to think there's no attraction. And so when you feel like, you know, you don't have that little inkling of excitement, but you may be thinking, I like them though, but why am I not feeling excited? Why am I not feeling like I'm attracted to them? Like, or whatnot. And I'm real, and I'm hoping that she's not talking about like physically attracted because no matter how much you heal, what you go through, you still need to be attracted to that person. If you're talking about physical looks, yes. Not saying they have to be the finest man in the whole damn world or whatnot, but someone that you are at least attracted to, meaning that you can get to know them and become even more attracted to them because you like a lot of what they have within as well. As long as the outside looks at least decent, but you like the inside and you're even more attracted, okay, that's even better. You just have to be attracted to them in some kind of way. That's what I mean. But as far as, back to what I'm saying, is being attracted to someone that's better for you, someone that's healthy, is not going to start off with a lot of what you're used to. It's not going to start off with love bombing girlfriends. That's something you have to realize that the love bombing is not going to be there. And so it may make you feel a little weirded out or make you feel like, does this guy even like me? Is this even for real? So you go by how they treat you. Remember when I said I started thinking about how I wanted to be treated and what was most important? That's how I knew when I met my now husband is that when I say now husband, I mean because he was my boyfriend then. I don't know why I say it like that. But when I... <laughs> <laughs> but when I met my husband, I already had came out of the mindset of just wanting something, wanting the fantasy. I started getting to the real deal, like inner part of a person, inner part of a guy. And what I really wanted and how I wanted to be treated is what was really, really important. Nothing else mattered. And so I came in with that new eyesight, so to speak. I came in looking for that. Now I will say this. Even though I came in looking for that, it still felt weird. The first kiss was not really like butterflies, like, oh my gosh. It was like calm, like, hmm, I like him. It's so hard to describe, but Jill, you can't go off of wanting the love bombing and shit. You basically just go off of how they're treating you and do you like them. How do you feel about them? So you're going to have to do a lot more logical thinking when it comes to being attracted to someone healthy. And I think that's where some of us go a little wrong because we're not thinking logically. We're just thinking like, where's the excitement? Where's the butterflies? So you have to go in and really assess it. Like, do I like them? Do I like what they do? Do I like the decisions they make? Do they have some of the qualities I want? Am I attracted to them? Do I like this? Do I like that? What don't I like? You know, you're actually thinking about it because you don't have someone coming in love bombing you telling you what to like or telling you about you. You don't have anyone guiding it or controlling it or making you or you don't have anyone trying to influence your decision. That's what I'm getting at. You're probably used to someone influencing that decision and so it blinds you and you can't think straight. And so you're instantly attracted because they're making you instantly attracted to them. When you're dating someone healthy, there's no instant attraction. There may be, 
I'm not going to say it's not. There may be. There may be just like, oh my gosh, yes, I like them. And you get to know them and it still could be logical. But most of the time, it's just basically you building the attraction. So you got to look at it as that way. Like it may be discomforting, but you have to keep in mind of what it is you really want in a partner. What it really what really matters to you. And so when you lead with that, lead with your logical mind, and you can actually decide if you like someone instead of letting them decide for you and trying to make you fall for them. And so you're you're someone is giving you the opportunity to actually get to know them and to make a choice. So that's what a discomfort is comforting. And so my suggestion to anyone like this that's been through this, which is probably everyone here because we all here in the same boat. We don't been there. I don't been there. I get it. So <laughs> what you do is if you have to make a list, I made a list in my head because this is how I am. I make some lists, write it out, but some things I just really process better just in my head and keep it in my head. I don't know how or why, but that's just me. So however works for you. If you feel like you can process it in your head and really think about it, do that. Write it down if you have to. Either one, journal it. Just really think about what it is, how you want to be treated. Don't think about how that person is going to look. Don't think about what's going to be, how it's going to happen, who it's going to be, where it's going to come from. What do you want? What is important for you? How is it important for you to be treated? And lead with that. And so then you date. Of course, you find someone that you're attracted to, but I'm telling you, the ones that's trying to sell you on themselves and really be forceful with it and really make you like them and sweet-talking you and just selling your dream and doing all this future speaking and, oh, yeah, that's like, yeah, I'm going to do this for you. Oh, I like all of that. I'm not saying you have to just totally be like, nope, and run away. But you do have to look at it as like, Okay, I hear you saying all of that, but how are you going to treat me? You have to look at how they're going to treat you because all that sweet talk is not going to last. All that sweet talk is not is not a reflection a reflection of how he's going to treat you. And so you once you really get with the importance of each thing, like get with the importance of what it is that you want and what's important for you to have, then you'll start leading with that as you date. Now, you won't totally heal all of that. Like you can do some healing on your own. And you can at least heal the parts of you that wanted something that was not good for you. You can heal the parts of you that had the voids that wanted you that wanted the sweet talk. Or you can heal the parts of you that had the trauma, the abandonment wounds. You can heal a little of that and realize that you have higher standards. You're not settling. You know what you want. You're confident in it. You know, you can heal that part. Now, whenever you get with someone healthy, there will be more healing. But that's a good thing. That is a good thing. And so more of that will come in a healthy space and a healthy relationship. And so the main thing that you do on your own is you get with yourself about what it is that's most important and what you really, really, really want. And so as far as the attraction part goes, there's something else I want to say before I leave. The attraction part comes in... You have to be real with yourself about that. Don't just date someone because they're a good guy. Do you feel like you're actually physically attracted to them as well? That is important. I tried to date the nice guy. He was short, had glasses, wasn't, I just wasn't that physically attracted to him. He was a decent guy, but I remember just like, I don't like him like that. And I remember it made me question myself like, damn, do I even want a good guy? And 
the answer to that was, yes, I do. I just didn't want that guy. And so once I started kind of coming to that conclusion of how this works and that I can actually be attracted to a good person, I can actually like getting to know someone, I can not actually want more with a good guy, it may feel a little different than the love bomber and the, and the toxic guys and all of that. But I can not want one of the good guys just because I'm not attracted to him or because I'm not feeling it. It's okay to not be feeling with a good guy. I want you to realize that. But I want you to assess the reasons why. It could be just that there's something missing from them. It could be that you're not really that physically attracted to them. It could be that you don't like certain little things about them. Like it was one guy I went on a date with. And it was a coffee date. And I sat there and talked to him all freaking night. Had good conversation. But it was just something about him that I just wasn't attracted to in him. It was a few of his mannerisms. It was a few things that I just didn't like about him. it was because oh he's a nice guy because he was a nice guy I just wasn't attracted to him in that way so I want you to know that it's okay to not always be attracted to the good guy it doesn't mean you don't want a good guy so that's when you that's why that's where it gets back to the logic part you have to be really logical throughout this whole thing with dating for a good person and being attracted to something different like, you can logically get with yourself on that person and ask yourself, what is it that I don't like about him? And if you're coming up with things like, you know, oh, because I just don't like this, or if it's overseeing, like, minute things, things that are not really, you know, going to make a big difference. Like, it's just small little shit, or it's just shit like, oh, I don't like how he chews, or, I, you know, I don't like his nose, or... He had a cap on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mocking anyone. I'm just saying that some people, you know, that's you being like picking you may and you're trying to look for perfection. That's something different. So in that case, then yeah, that's when you get with yourself and like, okay, what is going on here? But if it's something like about them personal wise, like or their personality wise, or you're just not physically attracted to them because just overall they're just you're not physically attracted to them. You can't force that or you just don't feel it. Then that's okay. If it's just like, no, yeah, no. But as far as being attracted to something better for you, it comes from you being attracted to better qualities and being attracted to what you know is a good guy or what's going to bring the good guy or what's going to bring the good treatment. Being attracted to how you want to be treated. So think more of the along the lines of debt. And I promise you, if you think more along the lines of how I want to be treated, what's most important to me, you will see there's a whole different dating pool of men out there. I'm not saying you're going to instantly find someone. Don't t don't run back and say, Kill, I ain't found no one yet. I did what you said. I ain't saying that. I'm saying you would at least start dating better quality and you at least start realizing that, okay, I can be attracted to someone like this. This can work this way. It's just going to take a little time, but I got to go through this new pool of guys that's kind of opened up to me now. And so, yeah, you'll have, you know, yours that don't really work out. Then you have some that, you know, maybe not, but you're looking for one. So you got to consider that part too. But yes, so... That is how you get drawn to nice by understanding that if you want to be treated right, then you're going to want the nice ones and not the love bombers. And so when you put yourself in it like that, you're thinking about what's best for you and what you really want. 
that's what's going to start kind of changing what you're attracted to and what's important. Because to be honest, after a while, those love bombers and sweet talkers and the ones that came in like they were all that and just talking all this good game, it turned me off. I'm like, yeah, I know your little angle. I know how this is going to go. Turn off. You're not even all that. No, you're not going to play with me. And so once you start realizing, okay, I want this that's not important, and you start working on whatever voice you may feel, your attraction will change slowly. I promise you. So that's all I got for this podcast episode, girlfriends. I'm trying to think if I have any bonus on my Patreon. Sometimes shit just comes to me and I'll put it on there. So it's best to just, if you want to hear bonus content or you want to go back and hear like hundreds and hundreds of episodes. I got a lot. I just posted my 110th episode, but it's not including some of the other ones that I didn't even number when I didn't know what I was doing on there. So I got maybe probably 120 episodes on my Patreon already. And I post at least once a week like a bonus episode. I would suggest getting on there checking it out. It's just $5. There's a lot of other good stuff on there. A lot of candid moments. A lot of things where I just like, y'all just had this thought. This, this, this. And I start thinking. Because I can't, you know, this is more structured. As y'all know on here. So, check that out. The link is in the description. If you're either on YouTube or you're listening on um, Spotify or Apple. and Or wherever you listen to your podcast. Oh, and as far as videos with my face. I'm going to be honest, I had to get a job, like a real 9 to 5 to go with what I do because I need the money. So, you may not see my face as much on YouTube. I'm going to still post there. But, I'm thinking like, you know, sometimes when I go out, and I, like on the weekends, if I go out and I have my makeup done, I'm going to hop on and do a video. So, you will be seeing some videos, but it won't be as much. But, I still post on YouTube because some people just may prefer that. Some people just may not prefer to be on anything else. Or they may be on YouTube already and say, oh, I can watch it here. So, I just put it out everywhere. So, yeah. That's that with the videos. So, yeah. You may not see as many videos. I'm sad about it already. Because I'm like, that was my thing. But, you know, if I want something different, I got to do something different. I got some changes I have to make in my life. And, yeah. I'm not going to get off the deep end on that. That's another. That's, that's something else. But, anyway. <laughs> That's all I got for this podcast episode, girlfriends. Until the next one, peace out.